Hi, and welcome to Storytime Explosion. I'm your host, Mike Fotis. While not all of the stories in this episode about roommates involve college, most of them do. And if you stop to think about it for a second, that makes sense. For most of us, it's the first time we've had to live with someone outside of our immediate family, and when we're in our early 20s, conflict resolution isn't always our strong suit. Hence, all the weird and awful stories you're going to hear on this episode. Today's episode deals with wild animals, drug addiction, sabotage, and so much more. It's like my first roommate said to me when I walked in on him having sex with a girl on the first night of college. Dude, when you're not in the room, always assume I'm fucking someone. It's the only way this is going to work. Not surprisingly, it didn't. went to school in New York and as a result I had a lot of roommates in general and then most of them were crazy and most of them I didn't get to choose um, who I was going to be sleeping next to and freshman year I was placed with Mallory from Pittsburgh and Alanane from Malawi Africa which was going to be just a fantastic cultural experience um, if they weren't crazy uh, basically, Mallory was really aggressive all the time and would often do things like threaten to burn me with a lighter just so I would know what it feels like, or she was a really big fan of saying, like, oh, I'm going to rape you, and I didn't know. I never could tell if she was joking or not, and then she did burn me with a lighter, and she was not joking. It was in an elevator, so I couldn't escape. Um, and then I thought Elanane was pretty normal. Um, she was a photo major, and she's pretty quiet and just you know, pretty low-key, until one day at the end of the year, I got, home, I got home earlier than expected, and I found her making a poster board of a collage of close-up pictures of me sleeping, just like my face, like an 8 by 10 of, like, my stupid face, sleeping, mouth open, and she, there was something she could say. She, like, couldn't defend it. She just said, you weren't supposed to see this. Because um, that was her year-end final photo project was just like a series of, of pictures of me sleeping, um, which is awful. But you know what? At least, and I don't think I can complain too much because at least they didn't sell Coke like my roommates in the future. Um, oh, and by the way, my name's Emily Schmidt. Thank you. Hi, my name is Matt Sachs, and I have a story about a bad roommate. Uh, year, the year after my divorce, I lived with a guy who was, uh, I had known him before, but what I didn't know was that he'd gotten out of rehab and was a cocaine addict and done heroin as well, and he was a horrible, horrible guy. Uh, and he would have homeless people come and stay in our apartment. He didn't need a job because his mother had been hit by a train in her car, and he'd gotten a huge inheritance as well as settlement from the train company. So he didn't need to work, and he had homeless people staying in our apartment, and he did all sorts of terrible things. And one day, finally, it got to the point where it was just about two months before our lease was about to run out, and he just 
went off on me screaming and yelling at me and I couldn't take it anymore and I yelled back at him and then he attacked me and I had to fight him. I was wrestling with him and I had to put him in a hold. I was a wrestler in high school so I put him in a wrestling hold and the whole time he's yelling at this homeless guy who was staying with us to attack me and get me but this homeless guy was so scared he couldn't get up and off the floor and attack me and then I uh, threw him across the room, my roommate, into the bookshelf, and he fell into it and hit the hit the floor, and he came at me trying to get at me, but I was, I'm like about five inches taller than him, maybe a little less, but I grabbed him and held him away from me, and finally, I had no choice, I had to like cock back and punch him, and he ducked the punch somewhat, but it grazed his head, and it knocked him around again, knocked him down again, he came at me again. I just told him, I'm not going to fight you. This is, I'm not going to fight you. You can't hurt me. You can't hurt me. And then I sort of shoved him into his room where he slammed the door. And uh, I had to go and call the cops and tell them, you know, I have a roommate who's a drug addict and he has weapons in his room. He had knives and guns and a safe in his room. And, you know, I had to still live with him for another like month and a half. And uh, he ruined the apartment. He cost us our security deposit. I lost like $2,500 because of him. And left me, he left me threatening letters and messages the whole rest of the time. And he was just a horrible, horrible douchebag who I absolutely hated. And still hate to this day, even though I've mostly gotten over it. Alison Brown. My roommate story involves when I first went to college. I think when everyone moves away for college, the thing they're most excited about and most nervous about is living in the dorms. Um, we got our roommate assignments a couple months before we left, and I talked to the girl, and she didn't seem too bad, though I was really nervous because she wanted to hang back street boys posters all over the room. Um, and she wasn't bringing very much, just the garbage can is what she was going to bring in her clothes. So I was bringing most of the supplies for our room. Um, but then the week before school, she called and said that she wasn't going to show up. So that was my first roommate that I didn't have. And I proceeded to have seven roommates before Thanksgiving of that year. My second roommate was the girl down the hall who her roommate didn't show up because she got in a car accident and her ear got chopped off so she couldn't come to school right away. So they were going to have me move down into her room. So I started moving all my stuff slowly down there. And I was pretty nervous when she presented me with a list of rules for living with her that included things like never look at me before I put my makeup on, don't watch me wash, don't watch me blow dry my hair, and stuff like that. Well, it turns out she was equally freaked out by me because I really love the X-Files and brought my little alien posters down there and stuff. And um, one of her grandparents was on the Board of Regents, so they called and had me removed from her room. Roommate number three happened as I moved all my stuff down from the girl's room down the hallway back into my old room and was hanging out there. 
And then this other girl down the hall really hated her roommate, so she was going to move in with me, and we got that approved. But then she decided just to quit school and become a nanny in Thailand, so she left. So I was still by myself, and, and our RA decided that it was really important for me to have this experience of having a roommate. So then she thought I should move in with this girl's old roommate, who I know all the reasons she hated her. So I finally put my foot down and said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay in my room as it is. Then this other girl across the hallway was going to move in because she wasn't getting along very well with her roommate, and I thought she was going to be okay. But then one night out in the harsh winter, she actually got assaulted and had to move home, so she couldn't be my roommate either. So then they said I was going to have to move in with a girl next door to me who was also alone but didn't seem to be having the same trauma about who was going to be her roommate. And they told me that we were going to have to live together. Now, I was really nervous about this because she was a very, very devout Christian and had told me I was burning in hell multiple times out about that. So I ended up just talking to this girl who hung out on our floor that I thought I might like and said, hey, will you be my roommate? And at first she said, I like my roommate. But then her roommate threw up on her that night after she went drinking for the first time. So then my roommate Heidi moved in with me and we were the best of friends for the next four years. Mike, this is Stephanie, and um, this is my roommate story. I lived in a house near Hamlin University for a while, and one day I came home from work, and my roommate of a little over a year ran up to me screaming that there was a rat in the house. And once I got her to calm down, I found out she had gone down to the basement to put her clothes in the dryer, and a rat had come running past her and then disappeared back into the shadow somewhere. And I went down to check, but I couldn't find anything. So... Despite having dealt with various other rodent situations over the year, um, although outside the house, this rat was a big Achilles heel for her because later that evening I actually woke up to her screaming for me from her bedroom, and before I could even open my own door, she had run through the living room and down the hall and was standing outside my door on the verge of tears, just trembling. And she kept repeating that the rat was trying to get into her room, it was trying to come up through the door, it was trying to get into my room, it was trying to get to me. And so I grabbed a flashlight and a broom, and I brought her back into her room. And it was kind of like a just a crazy scene because she curled up on her bed in a fetal position and was rocking back and forth, murmuring about the rat and repeating that it was trying to get her. And I spent the next 20 minutes just searching every corner of her room, trying to make sure this rat had not succeeded in its mission. And uh, the spot she was most concerned about was underneath this old radiator heater um, where she swore she saw it moving. And so I took my flashlight, and I kind of coaxed her off the bed and you know, told her to point out to me what she thought she saw, and she was just convinced that the floorboards, since they were old, you know, they were kind of, um, some of them were raised and stuff, and she was convinced that it was crawling underneath them and swearing that she had seen its eyes, and she swore that this little sliver of whiteness in the far back underneath the heater that was kind of covered in dust and cobwebs was its tail and that it was just staying still so we wouldn't notice it. So it kind of looked strange to me, so I took the broom and I swiped underneath to see if I could, you know, if it was, could I get it to move and whatnot. And it turned out, as I thought it would be, was actually just a piece of paper. 
Um, and so I spent the next few days trying to figure out how to get rid of it. And she literally spent the next few days arranging to stay with her brother and finding a new apartment as fast as she could. She refused to go into the basement. And um, our neighbor and I actually ended up laying down uh, uh, rat poison. Um, and so within a week and a half, she was moving out. And the last day she finished moving her stuff, she called me at work and she left a message saying her brother had gone downstairs to move out the rest of her storage boxes, and he saw the rat, and he thinks it's dead. So I came home from work, and I went downstairs to find that she had left several of her boxes, um, and, well, I guess her brother and his girlfriend did because she would not go downstairs. Um, and around these boxes was a trail of rat feces, and behind the boxes, laying so peacefully, was the rat. He could have been a small puppy. He was big. He was fat. He was his body was probably a foot long, maybe a foot and a half, and his tail was another foot. Uh, so it turned out that there was a rat, and he had made his home among her things. And needless to say, it was disgusting, and I had to clean it up, shit and all. Mike, this is Jake Scott. I'm calling uh, because I have a roommate story. Um, when I was in college, I lived with a couple guys, and um, I went to school in a kind of a rural area. And one night, uh, one of my roommates brought home these two mangy barn cats that someone was giving away for free. Um, so we, he brought these nasty things home, and, like, they were kind of almost feral, I, and I was allergic to cats, and I asked him not to bring any cats home, but he did anyway, um, and they would do things like one night they snuck out of a window and killed a crow and then dragged its carcass through our living room and dining room and kitchen, and so when we woke up, there were just feathers and a dead bird all over the house, um, but uh, one time, one of my other roommates was really kind of messy, had left his clothes in the laundry room on the floor for about probably over a month. Um, and the other roommate, the guy with the cats, he had stopped cleaning their litter box because he was irresponsible. And the cats, I, I guess they won't go to the bathroom if the litter box is too full. Um, and so they went down to the laundry room and started just digging through the piles of clothes and just crapping all over the laundry. Um, and when we discovered this, uh, it was, you know, we were totally grossed out. And, and then when the cat owner guy got home, we said, hey, you know, your cats are, are crapping all over the basement on all these clothes. It's really gross. Can you do something about it? And he, like, got indignant and said, like, you guys walked in on a mess and didn't clean it up. I think I think we need to have a rule in this house that if somebody finds a mess, that person is responsible for cleaning it up because it is disgusting to leave like feces laying around the house. I can't believe you guys didn't clean it up. And so since he was the only one who had any pets um, that were leaving feces around the house, we decided we were not going to abide by that rule, and we eventually got him to move out. But he was sure an interesting dude to live with. Thanks, Mike.
let's hear your roommate story, Taj Ruler. All right. So um, this was probably about two years ago now, but uh, yeah, I <laughs> there was a party at my house, and I came home after um, rehearsal one evening, and it was like it was pretty late. I would say eleven or so, and uh, I was hanging out with people at the party. It was fine. It was cool. And I was like, I'm gonna go to bed. I have to get up and go to work in the morning. And there were like still some people around and I had heard that maybe my roommate was gonna hook up with somebody at the party and I was like, that's cool, whatever, no big deal. That I'll just, I was like, do you want me to get rid of the other people? <laughs> like I was trying to help them out and she was like, no, 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 it's cool. And I was like, okay, weird, whatever. And so I went uh, to go to bed. Um, I then went, was, like, was about to go to sleep when I heard people going up to our attic and I didn't realize until that night that we have no sound barrier whatsoever like, I could have a conversation with my roommate from the attic downstairs to my room. And so, no sound barrier. And I'm like, oh, I guess they're moving the party up there. Oh, maybe I'll go and tell them to be quiet because they're kind of loud. Uh, changed my mind because um, things were starting to happen. In essence, an orgy was beginning to take place in my attic. There was an orgy in your room? Like... Was it like right that, above uh, my head? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy that they have masks and stuff. No, I don't know. Couldn't I? Couldn't well, I could tell you what I heard, but I couldn't tell you who was. Uh, well, I could, but I, I there were I don't know how many people exactly there were, but I know what was happening to who and who was doing what to what and. Uh, so that's how thin your walls were that you were able to. Yes. <laughs> It was, I mean, and if it was like, it would be one thing if it was like in her room, it's like whatever, like I know there's more sound barrier there, but one, the attic is shared space, it's not like her attic, we actually go up there. And is like, it a finished attic? It's a finished, oh. well it's it's not finished, but we, you can go up there and it's fine, it's nice, it's not like something that's it's like. It's nice enough. It's nice enough, and she actually had a rug up there, some lights, candles, I guess, something, I didn't know about that until later. And then I never went up to my attic again. Um, it, was, it was too traumatizing. But then the next day I was like, I need to say something because maybe she wasn't aware yeah. of what happened. No, but she was. Like, she was like, were we loud? <laughs> uh, gross. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> she was totally being open about it? Yeah. She was like, were we loud last night? It was no big deal. I was like, it was a huge deal. <laughs> I know exactly what you did. <laughs> so... Did, so she, she apologized for being loud? I she think apologized it. and she said she put a sheet down on the ground, so it was okay. Oh, that <laughs> is so disgusting. Which, did she seem like she was an expert on the orgy? No, I think this was a first-time first event. And it could have, it possible that it could have just been a threesome, but when I left, there were more than three people around. So. It could have been a threesome and a crowd. It, it could have been. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. Do you have to take a ladder up to that attic? Mm -hmm. or there are stairs. Just like, stairs? Yeah, there are stairs. Because there's something, too, like having to take a ladder and do a secret I wish. orgy attic. I wish. No. It was very... Uh, yeah. I And, you know, I'm not going to name names or anything, but I know some of those people. And so whenever I see them, I have this moment of, I know what you did. Do you, do you think they know that you know? No. I don't think they do. Uh, I don't think so. I know my roommate does, but... Because there's a chance your roommate was like, people of the orgy gather around. <laughs> <laughs> we thought this was secret. <laughs> I don't think so. Because I know that other people have come up to me and they've told me like, I promise I won't do anything weird in your attic. I was like, I didn't tell you about that. And they're like, no, your roommate did. I was like, ah, you were boasting about it. Okay. So. <laughs> that is so gross. <laughs> 
I was like, okay, cool. We have no, and it would have been fine. Like I said, like do what you need to do, do your thing, but do it in not a shared space, not in the apartment where I'm at. I I think you might be right on that, but like if I knew there was an orgy going on in the bedroom next to me or whatever, as opposed to the (laughs) attic, like I still think it would bug me. And this is on me. This is my personal thing, but there would be part of me that was like, how come nobody like slid an invitation under the door? Yeah. Like not that I'd participate, but like I'd be a little offended. Like there's an orgy oh, literally man. happening ten feet ten away. Ten feet from away. Me. Well, honestly, because because the, like there was no sound barrier, it felt like I was a way a part of it. Like I was like I was like leaning against the wall, being like they're behind me. It's happening behind me. But like I knew they weren't in the room, but it it sure did feel like it. So I wonder if they played music. They didn't. I would have heard it. Yeah, you probably would have. What I a, would have. What would be good orgy music? Um, probably something from the band Orgy would probably. That's be probably good. pretty good. Like Enya pops in. Oh mind. yeah, Enya. Or or Sade. Or Dido or Dido. something. <laughs> that would be outstanding. I think it would be Dido. Well, I'm glad you survived it. Oh, I did. Um, yeah, I survived. I survived that and many more events. <laughs> Well, that's the show. If you've ever had a roommate, you should consider yourself lucky that you're still alive. I mean, seriously. We barely know these people most of the time. Ugh. Kind of creepy if you think about it. Alright. Bye.